peace and blessings to you all family it is another glorious but yet another hot summer day this july 31st of 2020 on this friday i'm your boy j rated all you all tuning in to pharaoh radio when you heard it here you heard it first that's right i hope you all are having a lovely day i hope that you're not out here having to be in this heat too much if you are in a climate area where it is very hot Um, also i hope you all are taking as good of care of yourselves as you possibly can not only due to this uh, COVID-19 but just from all the other elements that we normally have all year round every year other flus colds or whatever the case is um, any handicaps that you may have or anything that you may have incurred uh, as of lately hopefully nothing bad or negative but it's kind of hard to do that in a world where there is a little bit of all things happening there's a lot of deaths happening in family um, and it's not just people who are up in age either. It's people who are very young, newborns, kids, te- teenagers, young adults, and so forth. Uh, nothing that has never not happened on the regular, but it's just so much of a huge increased number of deaths, mostly due to this so-called coronavirus, I'll say. But there are just people leaving from here, man like there is no tomorrow and unfortunately for those particular people who are left or leaving there will be no tomorrow for them in the same sense but that can be any of us family that could be me it could be you and i'm not trying to speak that into existence that is doomed to happen anyway one way or the other but we don't want to put things on us that we don't have to i am a firm believer in that you can bring about certain things if you put a lot of focus and intention into those things you can pretty much create or shift shall i say uh your reality to maybe not fit you in the best of ways today family we're not going to do a whole lot of talking about um things that are going on in the world we're just going to focus on um emotions expectations basic things that or everyday life so emotions expectations uh you know uh what do you expect from yourself what do you expect from others in 2020 moving forward i'm saying in 2020 because that's the year we're in we can't go back in time we can't go back to 2019 we can talk about all these things but what we need to really do is focus on what's going on now We need to talk about why preachers, for those who are religious, are not talking. And I'm not saying this to every single pastor or preacher or priest or priestess out there that is doing these things. So obviously, if you know someone who is doing what I'm saying, the majority isn't, this isn't for them. So it's no need to even have to defend that. I'm speaking only for those that I have witnessed that aren't talking about these things. And I'm not religious, by the way. You guys know this by now. For those of you who've been following me on Pharaoh Radio, very spiritual indeed I am, but not religious. And you know why. Refer back to some other shows if you don't know that. But what I'm about to say is emotions, expectations. And then, of course, what are you getting in your church services? We're living in a time where I feel that this is revelations at its best. And... What are you preachers talking about? For those of you who who do pastoring or uh, ministering of some sort, or you know a pastor, or if you are 
you know, a member of a particular church, whatever denomination you are with, what are you guys doing besides good singing? And I'm not knocking anything in terms of, you know, singing, coming together, being spiritual and united. That is wonderful. That that increases and creates nothing but good vibrations. All right. And we're all about good vibrations here on Pharaoh Radio. Um, Well, we need to talk about it. That's what we do here. We don't sugarcoat nothing. There's no filters. There's no censorship. There's no BS. We come genuine. We come raw. We come authentic. That's what we do. That's the saying here. And that's never going to change. And the one thing or the one word, as I always say, that connects every topic that you can think of on this show, whether it's beyond or above or in or outside of the box of talking, the one word that connects and makes all things possible is what? Spirituality. That's what Favor Radio represents. Spirituality, people. You hear me talk a lot about things relating to the spirit, the creator of all things, the ancestors, and so forth. Because I practice these things myself. Whether you believe that or whether you feel that it's good or bad, I've explained myself in my spiritual journey. I've explained myself with the different podcasts talking about spiritual technology, the power of prayer, meditation, rituals i have explained all of that and beyond so if you really need a brush up or reminder or for those of you who've never heard it you have many podcasts to go to that i have done and it's all in the title all right i didn't put i've never put nothing in my titles that i've never not discussed because that would be a waste of time and to me redundant so if you're looking for something it's very simple go to my my um, podcast channel Look at all the different podcasts, pick which one you would like to hear and go from there. Family, you do know it is that time. We must give it in for our sponsors with Anchor. We want to thank Anchor for all that they do, because if it were not for Anchor, there would be no Pharaoh Radio. There would be J-Rated R because that's who I've always been before Pharaoh Radio, but there would not be a Pharaoh Radio. And I also want to thank Fidel Cashflow VA. FCFVA, definitely would go to that brother's channel and support him. He is the other reason why I'm even doing these podcasts. That is my little cousin. And a lot of you already know who he is. A lot of you have supported him uh, long before you supported me. And for those of you who've been listening to me, you've also learned about him as well. On that note, we're going to definitely go ahead and take a small commercial break with Anchor. You all sit back. We'll be right back after these messages, fam. Stay tuned. Peace and blessings, family. You are tuning in to Pharaoh Radio. Family, today we are talking about expectations, revelations, church ministering, pastoring, so forth. Uh, but we're going to make it very, very simple. Some of you I've talked with personally um, recently, and uh, I've had some pretty interesting discussions or topic of discussions with you all just on some basic things. Um, and here's the thing with me, family. I talk about any and everything on the show and off the show, because what I can do in person, this is what I is who I am. It's when I show you guys these topics or these um, conversations that we have here on Favorite Radio, this Favorite Radio represents me as well. And any of you that resonate or just enjoy the show for whatever your personal reasons are, the topics that we talk about, family, um, 
I put myself in a lot of these topics. So it's not just something I have in terms of just doing for the sake of doing. It's not just uh, some type of jargon or political stanza or gain. Uh, I don't care about politics. I never have. I don't care about all that. I don't care about analytics. The only thing about analytics when it comes to numbers is seeing how many of you tune in to Pharaoh Radio and what I can do to better uh, enhance the show. I mean, you think about it. This year has been a year where, to me personally, nothing good has really come out of this year in terms of plans. Now, it's always a blessing, regardless of the times we're living in, to be alive. And then, uh, it's more pertinent now, shall I say, to be more appreciative of your life, seeing that the people around you and people all over the world are just leaving out of here uh, with no explanation. You know, we can say it's COVID. If we don't know for sure, we can speculate. But the fact is, people are dying no matter what it's from. And no one knows their day or time. So we should not be so worried about what others are saying, what others are doing. We should be more so appreciative of what we're doing and what we want to do with our lives while we have it. Take this time to not ravel or revel, as they say, into the things that won't be productive to you. Do things that make you feel better, make you feel good. Try to get something positive done. Try to achieve a goal, an individual accolade of your own. Don't do it to keep up with the Joneses. Don't do it to, uh, you know, make somebody else feel good. It's good to make other people feel good. But if you're doing it for the wrong reasons, to get somebody's attention or somebody's approval, then you, my friend, are missing out on something special. That's yourself. So just take those notes because I'm taking them too. And I'm working on myself just like I'm sure a lot of you are doing also. So on that note, let's get back to it, shall we? So yeah, we're talking about expectations. That's something or subject that never gets old. Why? Because every day you wake up, you look forward to something, even if you don't have a plan. Whether you want something spontaneous to happen, which could be a good thing. Uh, Whether you do have a plan or a a plan of action, a motive, some form of an intention that you are looking for something to come about, that's an expectation. Whether it's a paycheck, whether it's uh, some good news, (laughs) whatever, you know, um, you're expecting somebody to come see you or you go see them or uh, just a lot of things that go into that category. You know, we don't have to just pick anything in particular. It can be random conversations. So expectations, you know, can be good. There are some bad ones, but we're not going to talk about that. We're just talking about the word itself. We're not going to stick on that subject. But this is going to tie into the other titles or topics of this title uh, because it coincides. What are you expecting when you guys uh, when you guys do go to your churches? And this today will be mostly about church. Now, the reason why I'm talking about this is not to knock anybody. It's not to uh, ridicule anybody or to make anybody look asinine, crazy or anything like that. I'm not here to belittle anybody, but I'm a real dude. I'm genuine. And if I see something and and it needs to be spoken on, well, in in my best opinion, without being as judgmental as possible, I'm going to talk about it. You guys know that. That's what being authentic means. It means keeping it real, being real with the people. Because you want people to be real with you. Now, I don't have to be rude. I don't have to be any of that with nobody to make my point. But I need to be firm to let you know, hey, I see something. Maybe some of you who listening to what I'm about to say see it too. And for those of you who don't, well, I'm more 
interested in hearing your feedback, you know that you know the contact info. Hit me up. Let me know what you think. We can talk about it. Hell, if, if any of you are bold enough or want to know what I feel uh, about it and you want to come on the show, you're more than welcome. I don't I don't uh, discriminate against that. You know, uh, let me know if you're interested in coming on Favorite Radio. We'll set up something, a time, a date, and I'll be more than happy to introduce you all to the world or whatever. And we just be yourself, man. You don't got a, there's no script here. Okay. You know, I would let you know, of course, what the topic of discussion is before we get on the show, but it's not like I'm going to put anybody on the spot. Uh, and in any way, I want people who are genuine. If you want to come on my show and you want to talk about something you're feeling based on the topic of discussion or whatever it is we're talking about, um, please do that. Because that, to me, is what we need more of, not just on Favorite Radio's platform, but in the world. You know, this ain't no reality TV show. This is for real. (laughs) So on that note, family, uh, you know, let's talk about it. I've noticed a lot of these churches and no, I have not went to any particular churches. One one reason why I haven't went to church, obviously, is because churches have been closed due to the COVID-19. Now, depending on where you may be, where you may be, you know, stationed or located or reside, what city and state, you know, some places are allowing churches to 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 come back. Some never closed. Some majority did. A lot of you are having church online on Sundays. You know, you're watching it from your homes. Some of you are just now being able to go back to church. And there's nothing wrong with church people. So before I get into church, before I get into this big, huge topic, that's going to probably be very sensitive to a lot of you out there that's listening. Just know what I said earlier. This is why I said it to prep you all in knowing before I say what I need to say to get into whatever I'm talking about without any interruptions that I'm not purposely trying to knock any particular persons, places, churches, denominations, or anything. But I take life, I take spirituality, I take it serious. Enough that if people who are taking their time to invest in a belief system, um, and if they're counting on their pastors, or preachers, or priestess, or priests, rabbonis, rabbis, whatever name you want to give, or title to give to your uh, church leaders, then... What are you guys learning? Because I have talked with a lot of you personally, individually. Each person is different. Each belief is slightly different. So it's not a a comparison of any sorts. But it is in the sense that you do believe in God. You do believe in the Bible for the majority of you. I've talked to recently. And I've asked questions just out of curiosity uh, that you felt comfortable answering. What are you guys talking about in church? And I have heard... (laughs) The, the answers I've heard, which are honest, and I appreciate that, it's kind of like interesting to me. Uh, no one is talking about the book of Revelations, and I want to know why. And maybe you can't answer that for your preacher, but I find it very interesting, to say the least, for a lack of a better word, um, that you guys aren't talking about the times of the end. We'll get back to that, though, family. Right now, it is that time again to get it in with our sponsors, with Anchor. I'm your boy, Jay Read It All. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after these messages.
Greetings, Hotep, and Top of the World. You already know who it is. It's your boy, Jay. And today we are giving a very special, I mean a very special shout out to a great, dear, and fond friend of mine, a great brother, a family, by the name of Astro Boo Baby, Mr. A.K.A. Tony Davis or Anthony Davis. That's right, family. Astro Boo Baby. Now, this brother is a little different than probably what you're used to hearing because he does not, again, like myself, has no censorship. There's no filter. This brother is one of the most spiritualist brothers I have ever met in my entire life. And because of my encounter with him over the years, he's even helped change my life as well. Definitely support this brother. You can support Anthony in many various ways. But the one major way, the one major way family you can support him is through YouTube, where he has many, many subscribers who are so fond and amazed at the knowledge that this brother has. His name is Astro Boo Baby. That's his channel. Support him. Definitely support him. Share with your friends and your family. And you can spell that family. It's all one word. Astro. That's A S. T as in Tom, R-A-L, Boo, B as in boy, O as in Oscar, O as in Oscar, and of course, Baby, B-A-B-Y. All one word, family, Astro Boo Baby. Check all of his videos out as much as you can. And the brother is so prolific, so profound, and so powerful that even YouTube has had to block some of his conscious information. Because he just spills the beans and he tells it all just the way it is. Again, this guy and I, we met many years ago. And we've been family since then. He's truly a brother. He's authentic. And he's many talents. He's actually been on record labels. He's an artist. He's a singer. He's a producer. He does many different things. And if you want more information, go on to Astrobo Baby's channel on YouTube. Where he gives you a lot more information. Way more in depth. Make sure you support him. We definitely want to send our love to that brother in every way possible. I'm your boy J Rated R. Stay blessed. And as always, peace and namaste. family we all back thank you once again for tuning in to Pharaoh Radio we're talking about expectations revelations church pastoring ministering things of that nature uh, what are the expectations for those of you who do go to church for church to a lot of people or for a lot of people church is different uh, people have different um, expectations as to what church is for them uh, now, when we talk about revelations, we're not going to go all the way into the Bible today, chapter for chapter, word for word. I'm basically just going to narrow it down to the things that Revelation talks about family, but I'm not going to go there in terms of biblical reference or teaching. I love to do that. You guys know that. You know that when we have these type of discussions, whether it's about ancient Kemet, whether it's about Sumeria, any of the ancient cultures, period. 
whether it's about uh, talking about spiritual messiahs, leaders, uh, scriptures, doctrine, your boy does his homework, right? And if I make mistakes, I correct myself. I'm not perfect family, okay? I don't know everything and I don't act like I do, but I do know a great deal of many things and I'm still learning, ever learning, trying to show myself approved. That's in the scriptures, all right? Uh, There has been a lot of things in the 20 plus years I've learned from spiritual experiences directly and literally to having spiritual mentors teaching me a lot, showing me a lot and teaching me how to look into things and how to properly research and to do the etymology of where words actually originate and what their true meanings are. Because believe it or not, family, that's where all of the knowledge and the magic is. It's in the etymology or the origins of things. Do your homework before you make critical biased or preconceived notions or mundane judgments do your research all right don't just google some shit and think that that's research all right google wikipedia all those things can be changed by anybody's narrative anybody's opinion all right and always follow up what you learn put it to the test to find it to see if it's true if you really want to know more about things look into them All right. So getting back on what we're doing here, we're talking about churches, expectations and revelations. And I'd like to know for you all, we know the church is a a place of unity, a gathering, uh, a fellowship and worship in the Lord or whatnot uh, to come to uh, seeing family, friends and fellow brothers and sisters in Christ or whatever your beliefs are or whoever you're believing or worshiping. We understand church is a place where positive things are supposed to go down. Anytime you've had a long week, church is supposed to help bring all that back into perspective, right? Your pastors, your teachers, your, your spiritual counselors and, 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 and uh, Sunday school teachers and things like that. They're supposed to be able to give you some form of knowledge using the Bible uh, as a way to bring things more into a uh, clearer perspective for you all. Doing that, it's a reminder of what's really mostly important in your life in terms of your soul salvation and things of that nature. But before we even go there, which I'm not going to go into anyway, uh, on that particular level, we have another day for that. I'd like to understand from a lot of your perspectives, if you do send me some feedback, help me look, help me out here, fam. From those of you that I have been taking a very keen interest in talking to, listening to, uh, seeing some of your posts online, just in general, not not anything particularly re- relating to anything I've said to you directly or anything, but just where people are right now in the world. <laughs> uh, no one's talking about revelations. Now, I may see some quotes here and there, blah, blah, blah. But when it comes to the church thing, not hearing this come from anybody local. I'm not hearing this come from any friends or family unless I'm bringing it to their attention first. And I'm talking to those of you who actually attend church because of your worship and your beliefs. Now, there is one particular person, I won't say their name, of course, but I I, I was I just now realizing what I said. I said I've never talked to anyone locally or talked to anyone recently about this unless I brought it up first. Well, this one particular person does talk about it. Outside of them, right, none of you all are talking about revelations. And yet you guys are asking basic questions that your pastors should be teaching you about why the world is in the state that it's in right now. Why all this talk about a cashless society 
particularly possibly a vaccination that may have a form of a microchip in it. Now, a lot of this to you all is speculation. It's conjecture. Without it being any tangible evidence, you really just kind of on the bandwagon. That's what you call a conspiracy theory, right? But that's not what it is. All right. This is evidence. It is following suit. It's definitely in some of these new laws and clauses that you guys don't read and in, in, in detail that your lawyers and things do know about, but they don't tell you guys. Um, and this so-called Obamacare or the Affordable Health Care Act, which is the same shit, by the way, <laughs> for those of you who thought it was two separate things. So for those of you who were knocking Obama talking about the Affordable Health Care Act, right? You were talking about the Obamacare as if those two things were different. It's the same thing, just two, two different terminologies, family. So for those of you who are all for Trump and you were knocking Obama about the Obamacare, the Affordable Health Care Act is Obamacare. All right, let's just get that out the way. But if you read that whole thing, if you read what the Affordable Health Care Act really has all involved in it, Obama had put in place talking about a microchip is right there in it. So read. All right. But this has been going on for years, for decades. This has been discussed. This is not new information. All right. And if you want to use biblical aspects, look at Revelations chapter uh, 13, read verses 16 through 18. It talks about the mark of the beast. For some of you, you think 666 means the devil's number. You think that's an evil number. It's really not. But we're not here to talk about that either. And I don't expect your pastors to tell you this. So anyway, if you would like me to elaborate more on that, which I have in the past when I did Kemet mystery slash chemistry, I did briefly talk about what 666 was because it refers to six protons, neutrons and electrons. No, that is not speculation or conjecture. That is actually scientific evidence. But we'll talk about that again more in the future if y'all are really interested. What we're here to talk about today is the expectations that a lot of you have when you go to church. And for some of you, when I do talk about the Bible, it seems as if it kind of gets under your skin and I don't come at nobody in any, uh, I come very humble. I don't, I don't talk with an ego. I don't talk with, uh, why don't you know this? I talk with, Hmm, that's interesting because I want to know what other people are doing. I'm listen, family, I'm no different than any of you listening and not listening. Okay. Some of you I've realized you have some very sensitive personal issues within you. I've noticed a lot of you get triggered easy just having the basic and most lightest of conversation. And it's not me that's making you mad. It's y'all are triggered from something that's happened to you in your past or with somebody in your past or currently in your in your in your now. I don't know what it is, but a lot of you are seeking attention for the wrong reasons. I'll just say that. Which is another reason why we're all in the, the, the state of mind that we're in right now in the time and day that we're living in. A lot of you are doing things to get attention or to draw attention to yourselves in a way you should not. And I, it kind of bothers me a little bit to see overall a lot of people my age and older out here doing this. Because if you're 40 or let me just say this, if you're 35 and older, especially when you get to the 40 plus Y'all should be on a whole different wavelength of maturity, uh, stability, and spirituality. Now, everybody's different. Some people grow up faster than others. A lot of people didn't come up the same way. I get all that. Those things are all factored in. But at some point in your life, depending on where you've come from to where you are now, a lot of you, if not all, 
there should be some change in how you view things. And it should be some level of knowledge you have attained from since a younger age. I expect these type of behaviors from younger people, but it's the older people that's really shocking me and surprising me right now. And we'll talk about what that is in a little bit after we take this last commercial break, which when we come back, there won't be any more commercial break interruptions. And I'm going to get into what I mean by that, because all this ties into Revelations family and your Bibles. And your Bibles, it talks about the, the behaviors that are going on right now, not just in Revelations, but in Second Timothy and all throughout the scriptures. All right. And I'm not sitting here for those of you who aren't really Bible oriented and saying that you need to believe the Bible. I'm telling you that there is there is things in the Bible that predict the times we're living in now. And for those of you who are a little bit up to par on terminology such as predictive programming, you know what I'm talking about. So y'all hold that thought. Please stay tuned. I'm your boy, Jay Read It All. You already know what it is. We'll be right back after these messages. Hey fam, it's your boy Jay. And I want to thank you all for tuning in to Favor Radio. It has been tremendously a blessing to have you all chime in, sign on, whatever you're doing in the middle part of your day, whether it's at night or whatever, tuning in to Favor Radio. I never thought possible that Favor Radio would, would come this far. No lie. My intentions, family, when I first started doing this was just to get the word out to shed some light on a few things, and just to express myself. And now look where Favor Radio has come. Thanks to you, Favor Radio is going places. And without you all, there's no us. Family, I would just love to take a moment to tell you, for those of you that can, definitely make sure you donate. Whether it's 50 cent, a dollar, nine dollars, or whatever comes from your heart, all is appreciated. With these donations, family, we could take Favorite Radio to new heights. I mean, unimaginable heights, fam. Bigger broadcasts. We'll even get to a point where we can have a visual studio. And you guys can come on to the show. You guys can call in. You guys can do whatever you want to do and be a part of that because you are a part of Favorite Radio. You are the Favorite Radio family. So on that note, make sure you keep up. Spread the word. Tell your friends and family about your boy here. And as always, stay safe out here, family. We definitely love you. From me and DNA Veasley to you here on Favorite Radio and DNA Lifestyle Talks. On that note, y'all stay blessed. And you already know what it is. You heard it here. You heard it first. I'm your boy, Jay Read It All, signing off saying peace and namaste. family we are back thank you all once again for tuning in to favorite radio so family we're talking about what a lot of the older people do don't do we're talking about revelations in the bible expectations from why you guys go to church what your pastors uh, are preaching talking about what the sermon is based on all right and there's nothing wrong with having good basic sermons about moral conduct 
how we're supposed to behave, how we're supposed to act, how we're supposed to discipline children on a basic fundamental life, uh, the good things in life, the positive gestures and, and compliments and support systems. Those are all well and dandy. They're very spiritual. Everything is spiritual. And if you're talking about religion in a traditional sense of spirituality, those are definitely some fine principles you definitely want to live by and teach and raise the young ones to also go by as well. You want to instill those and implement those things in the children when they're young so that they can grow up into adulthood, not only applying those very things to their own life, their own life, but they can also, when they have children, continue the saga, right? But that's not what we're talking about. We're literally talking about revelations in terms of the times we're living in. The times of the end, as some would say. The book of the Apocrypha is what the original term for revelation would be in Greek. The Apocrypha is a Greek word, which you guys mean. It's another name for apocalypse, but apocalypse isn't what you all think. You guys are thinking of doomsday and doom and gloom and banging and booming and all that and that is true that has a lot to do with it but that is not what the word apocrypha means it literally means to unveil to reveal that which is hidden revelations is to reveal that which is hidden it is to give you insight on that which has been hidden to bring it to the forefront to take it out of its suppressed state and to bring it to a surface where it is now being brought into the light from out of the darkness. It is to give you prophetic revelations of what is to come and what is happening. And so what I have heard from a lot of the conversations recently, and then just not from people directly talking to me, just people I've noticed the way they talk in general, not many of these so-called pastors or ministers are talking about the times that we're living in. They're not giving you all the insight based on the book of Daniel, which is 90 years before Revelation. They're not telling you what Revelation is saying. They're not even going into Second Timothy, telling you about people becoming lovers of themselves, the people of today, the people of the age of Aquarius, which is now. This is the age we're in. All right. Now. A lot of you kind of already know this, but it's not something that's broadly discussed in terms of public display. And that's something that I personally feel is disturbing when it comes to these religious institutions, is that we are now living in the times where you, be, you would think you might want to be more so talking about that now. Now, a lot of, I've heard a lot of people say this. Revelations are scary. Revelations is it's, it's mean, it's, it's destructive. In a sense, it can be, all right? That's the reality of it. But if you are a Christian and your faith is strong in the Lord and you believe that what you're doing in the name of the Lord is right and you find that you may be somehow rescued from rapture or from captivity or just blessed no matter what comes your way because you will put your fear into God and not into man or what he's doing. That's in Hebrews chapter 13 verse 2 and with many other different chapters of uh, books that we can give throughout this entire conversation. If you're really strong in your faith, you're not worried about that, right? Because you already are expecting this. You already know it's coming. Why? Because God told you it was coming. Jesus already revealed it to you in the four Gospels of Matthew, Luke, John, and Mark. He also told you this in the book of Hebrews. He's also told you this all throughout the Bible, even in the Old Testament. 
He's told you this in the book of Daniel, and he's told you this definitely in the book of Revelations. And the book of Revelations is the book of who? It is the revelations sent to you by John about who? Jesus Christ himself. The book of Revelations is Jesus Christ's book. Read chapter one, verse one. You'll know this. He's talking to the church. That's you. That's y'all. You got to go through this whole Bible, but you need to really read Revelations because that's what's really, really, really talking about you in this moment in time. Now, I'm not here to preach. I don't do that. (laughs) It may sound like it. I'm no preacher. I'm not into no religion. But what I am is I'm very much so into the word. Because you don't have to believe in the Bible or the creator of all things to be religious. You don't have to be religious, shall I say, to do those things. I'm very spiritual. Now, yes, I was was raised into being a Baptist. All right. I know very well how the religious world is because I was raised into it. And there's nothing wrong with being religious, by the way. But if you're me, I'm speaking only for myself. Refer back to my more earlier previous podcast that I've done from last year all the way to now talking about my spiritual journey right talking about the power of prayer I talk about in different segments of my uh, podcast fam about why I'm considered more spiritual than I am religious now I'm gonna be very honest with you if you're looking at just the terminology in itself not in not man's interpretation not my interpretation but the actual definition of religion itself Not the etymology of it. Let me just say that. If you're looking at the basic Webster's Dictionary versions, different versions of uh, of what religion means, it's based on spiritual traditions of beliefs from different denominations, all relating to a belief of a higher being known as God or some form of a supreme being. And you're using that to worship this being as a tradition, being that the word itself is based on a tradition of spiritual worship, that in itself is what a religion is, right? We know this. Now, the reason why I'm going into this real quick is because for those of you who may not have had time to go back and listen to all the previous podcasts as to what I believe and why I am the way I am, and you're just now hearing this for the first time, this may sound a little foreign to you and you may have preconceived judgments to say, well, this guy's awful. He's lost or he, he he's, you know, you can't say I'm atheist because I told you I'm spiritual <laughs> and I, I, I attribute everything I do to the creator of all things, the most high, if you will. I can give names to God if you like that, but I don't prefer to do that because that is a label. Um, and I don't want to get into any type of combatance with anybody over this. And this is not what this is. So, so walk with me. All right. But the reason why I say this about religion and the reason why I say I'm not religious is because I understand the true nature of what the word really means. Now we can talk about the etymology of it. When you look at the etymology, the original meaning of the word, it goes back to the Greek and the Latin. The Latin first, then the Greek. And it literally means to tie fast. It also means to be kept in bondage, to be enslaved. And if you think about it, some of these particular churches of earlier churches of Gnostics and so-called Catholicisms converted from Constantine and so forth, uh, the the, the Nicene Council and all these different things, we can go back into history and how these things all started through these Jesuit orders and so forth. They were in control of people's spiritual salvation based on if they can control the narrative, 
by controlling what God, who God is, what God says, they can control the people. And that, to me, family, is not spiritual liberation. That is spiritual enslavement. And the very word religion literally means to enslave you spiritually, which means you are in bondage to a doctrine that man has tampered with. But you wouldn't know that because you don't go that far back into your histories to know what is and what is not of God's. A lot of you just say, well, I believe in the word of God, the whole word of God and nothing but God's word is all. And you can't believe in none of it. Some of it. You have to believe in all of it. Right. So we know the Bible's been tampered. We know there's different versions of it. And we can go into that. But this is not what this discussion is. So I'm trying my best not to go off topic here by going into the history of why I am the way I am in terms of the word religion. What I'm giving you all is this. For those of us who are. Uh, keen enough to kind of know this you already I'm not talking to you but let's stick to the principal basics of what I'm talking about the basis of this conversation is for those of us or for those of you shall I say who do go to church who don't hear much of our revelations because it's so called scary well that doesn't matter if your faith is strong enough in the Lord this is what it is the Lord has prepared you for this time right to be ready Because tomorrow ain't promised. The next minute ain't promised. You may be taken from here right now. I might be before this podcast. And Lord forbid that happened, of course. But the point I'm making is we're not supposed to have a spirit of fear. Right? We're supposed to be strong in our faith, no matter what that is. Now, that doesn't mean you're not human if you feel fear, if you feel emotions and things like that. It just means that the flesh is weak, but the spirit is willing. Right. Meaning whatever your spirit is willing to do, it's hard to sometimes coincide that along with you being in a human body. Remember, I've always told you all, you're not a human being having a spiritual experience, family. You are a spiritual being first having what's called a human experience. That means you were here before the foundations of the earth were laid and you will be going somewhere after you leave here. The book of Ecclesiastes tells us this. For those of you who need references about who you are as a spiritual being, read all of Ecclesiastes, especially chapter 11. Read St. John, chapter 1, verse 9. The light that shineth in every man that cometh into the world. Well, what is that light? What is in 1 John, chapter 4? He who was in you was greater than he who was in the world. And then coincide that with Genesis chapter 2 verse 7 where God breathed into the nostrils of man his spirit and made man a living soul therefore all these regulations all these different segments these different precepts precepts upon precepts that's in Isaiah chapter 28 verse 10 line upon line these are clues Go into 1 Corinthians and read all of chapter 15. You have a natural body and you have a spiritual body. So therefore, you know I'm not making this up when I say you were spiritual beings. Therefore, you guys should not be in fear is what I'm saying. Because these are the times that were predicted to happen before the time. And the time now is the time we're living in that these things are happening. So read your Bible and read Revelations. So why are your pastors not talking about this in detail? That is my question to those of you who are listening to this particular podcast at this very moment, whatever moment that is for you. 
you have to ask yourself these questions because it would be redundant to be talking about everything else in the Bible and ignore the very thing that's happening right in your Bible and the very timelines that you're living in. You can't ignore the word of God. Why would you? You would want to, you would want to bathe and submerge yourself in the word of God so that you can be protected with this knowledge because those who have a knowledge of things or will be preserved in knowing what to do. What does Hosea 4, 6 say, people? My people are destroyed because they what? They lack knowledge. Now, I'm giving you scriptures as I'm talking to you, but I'm not going to do this throughout this entire podcast because I told you today, we're not here to preach. We're not here to go into all of that. I know it helps a lot of you, though, in your learning because you can follow up with what I'm saying as I say it. And I normally do that as, I, as I've been doing that now for the past few months. Uh, I had some great suggestions from you all personally that when I'm giving Bible scriptures or when I'm referring to something about the Bible, it's good to throw scriptures with it so people can can do a follow up. So just go through this replay it back as many times as you need to based on anything I've said thus far and you'll get scriptures but I'm not going to go through doing that through this whole podcast that's left because we just don't have time to get into I have a knack of once I start getting into something I can go into a long ass conversation on it taking away from the actual reason why I was referring to it in the first place and there's nothing wrong with that we just don't have enough time in this particular show to do that. Uh, But anyway, your pastors aren't doing the things that they say they're doing. A lot of them aren't teaching revelations. They're talking about basic things. They'll go up there, hoop and holler. Now, I want you to understand something. There's a difference in teaching and preaching. Preaching is like professing. When you're professing something, you're not really teaching it. You're lecturing. There's a difference between a teacher and a lecturer. You guys need to know this. Now, you can have a little bit of both. Nothing wrong with entertaining. That's kind of what we do here on Favorite Radio. We entertain, but we also like to educate at the same time. So we like to bring you all a little bit of all best of those worlds simultaneously. I don't want to just be up here making people laugh and spitting things and they think it's conjecture. I like to show you that this, you know, the brother is intelligent enough to bring something to the table. That's what we do here on my show. But we're not squares about it. You know, in other words, we're not, you know, we're not like a boring ass history teacher and you falling asleep. We want to bring some flavor to the show to show you that we're down to earth, we're genuine, we're raw, but we're intelligent at the same time. And we're very spiritual in what we do. We give references. We tell you things, tell you to try them. Let us know. Send us feedback. Let us know how your process and progression is going. I like to hear a lot from you all. You know, because this is what we can do. And if you are somebody who has tried some of the things we've talked about, me and DNA Veasley, about uh, certain rituals we've talked about, different miracles, manifestations, candles, all these different things we've spoken about on our show. You guys should give us some feedback. Give us an up to date as to what's going on in your life. How has your life changed since you've applied those things? It's just like an exercise. So when I talk about the church and the ministering and the pastoring, I'm talking about what concerns me today. When I look at the news and see all of what's going on all around the world with the protests, police brutality, things that have always been going on, by the way, but more so now where the world is all witnessing it with the technologies that we have now at an alarming rate. We have famines, rumors of wars. The famines are what? COVID-19 and all these other different things going on. Rumors of wars, right? 
different countries siding up and being turned against one another, allies becoming enemies and so forth because we have a corrupt president, I feel, who's getting things in a state of chaos by causing divide and conquer. I can, they call it social distancing, whatever. Yeah, I know that's supposed to be pertaining to the COVID-19, but that's really just divide and conquer, family. We got people blaming other races for this particular virus. I mean, for, for him to say it's the Chinese virus because it came out of China, it really didn't originate in China, if you do your research. But see, for him to put that onus on them, in the sense that we are looking at anybody Oriental now, whether they're Chinese or not, because we don't know the damn difference. A lot of us can't tell Koreans from Japanese from China and all this and Philippine uh, and Vietnam. We can't tell all these different things. We all look alike. That's what they say if you're a different race. That's bullshit. But that's divide and conquer. We want to point a finger at somebody. And we got a nerve to call ourselves somebody's Christian? I don't think so. Because what would Jesus do? Would he point a finger? No. And if he had to point a finger, would he be evil about it? You know, would he cause damnation on somebody? Remember, he didn't come to destroy the world. He came to save it. So if that is the case and you really believe that and you're calling yourself a Christ follower, which in this case would be considered a Christian, then none of you act in a Christian way. Not saying none of you, but majority of you don't. And you won't even read your word. You won't even read the Bible. But you want to be a part of something based on title. You want to look your best and put on your best clothes. You want somebody to see you coming in the church. You want to get compliments and all that shit and sing a few songs and hymns. And then you leave out of there still doing the devil's work. Still have the devil's mindset. Girl, did you see what she wore today? Did you see what he had on? Who gives a damn? He was in church. He was there. At least he was there. At least she was there. Whether they were there for the right reasons, no one knows their heart but the most high. You are no one to judge. What were you there for? You see, why did you even come if that's all you got out of the whole sermon the whole time you was there? See, these type of things a lot of y'all don't want to hear, but this is how it's going to go down on Pharaoh Radio. And this is why I look at your pastors and I say to myself, you guys go through these ordained schools, get your Ph.D. degrees to becoming a doctor and all these things. But then you don't apply the gift that was given. And when you do have a little knowledge of some scriptures, some of you walk around with this boastful ego, narcissistic type of behavior as if you're better than somebody. Just like the chief priests and Pharisees did in the Bible during Yahshua's time or Jesus's time, shall I say. And this man did nothing but nothing. He didn't he didn't do anything outside that caused him to have to get crucified and killed. They murdered him. That's what that was. They just did it legally by begging Pilot to do it. So, what you guys don't realize, down to King Herod and all these different kings and people of royalty and Rome's, the Roman centurions and all these different things, you guys don't have, a lot of you don't have what I call a solid enough. I'm not going to say a complete solid. No one has a complete solid grip on anything if they didn't live in that time. But I say solid enough, meaning enough of a grasp to see the patterns of what's going on. And all you got to do is go back to the trail, the breadcrumbs of history, and watch how these things repeat themselves going into the next timeline or the next generation. This is why in Ephesians it tells you nothing is new under the sun. That the more things change, and I'm now paraphrasing what we say, the more that things change, the more they remain the same. 
Because if you go back to the Bible in Ephesians, it tells you nothing is new under the sun. That means whatever has transpired and taken place in history is more than likely to repeat itself going forward until there becomes a new cycle. Now, I'm not going to talk on an advanced level because you guys don't even know what I mean when I say a new cycle. But we're in a new cycle of life. We're entering in a new phase, a new age. We went from the age of Pisces, which is the age of Jesus Christ time, because he represents the fisher of men, right? He represents the fish. Do you all know that the symbol for Christ, and a lot of you have heard me say this in prior shows, and some of you have already known this anyway, through your own research and whatnot, that the cross that you guys use as a symbol for Christianity and worshiping Jesus was not his original sign. They didn't have crosses back in his time. In fact, it, it didn't become, Christianity didn't become a symbol of the cross until 600 AD. Before that, it was the sign of the fish, right? And there's a lot of reasons why we can go into this, but I'm not here to teach like that. I'm just here to give y'all some of the information your pastors ought to know, but they don't tell you. Some of them know it, but won't tell you because it doesn't fit the narrative of their teachings. A lot of them don't know it. So you can't blame every pastor or whatever for not telling you the things that I'm learning. And some of you feel like you got to go through all this homeschooling. I mean, not homeschooling, but you got to go through all this intense training and universities. and You got to learn all this information to kind of know that fits the narrative. And you really don't. You really don't. Um, but this is one of the things that, you know, if with with a little diligence, determination, devotion and dedication, you will find these things. They will come to you. For those of you who believe in the law of attraction, that's what that is. Intention is what creates reality, family. Emotions and thought put together manifest reality. Cause is the thinking. The effect is the emotions. When you put your thoughts with your emotions in one, they become a manifestation. This is a scientific fact. All right. You can look into quantum mechanics and see how that actually works. They have a way to know to show you that now. We call it what in the Bible is what you reap is what you sow. What you mean based on your intentions or how you do is what you get back. So whatever your intentions are, whatever you're supporting or whatever you're depositing or investing in is what you're going to get back. So invest in good things, put your intentions in good places and deposit only that which you want to receive back in return in full payment. That's what the whole thing means. That's one of the seven laws of the universe and the hermetic principles. But you guys don't know nothing about that because that's not what the Bible speaks of in the terminology. And I'm telling you this because it is a vast array of knowledge. But all you need to be worried about and focused on in this particular podcast is why your pastors aren't talking and teaching you all about revelations. The entire book, starting from chapter one all the way to the 22nd chapter. You guys are not asking these questions and a lot of you aren't reading this on your own. Now, I've heard some of you say, well, the Bible seems too hard to decipher because of the times or the languages, depending on the version of the Bible that you're reading. If you're reading the original King James Version, of course, it's going to be a little hard because of that old English. And you like to read newer international versions and newer King James versions. And there's nothing wrong with that family. But a lot of those Bibles that you guys say make the interpretations a lot easier, taken away from some of the original meanings. They don't put them in the same context as they were originally translated. And therefore, it gives an entirely different meaning from what was really said. That's the reason why I don't particularly 
advise people to just read any particular type of Bible, even though it's so-called meant to be a way for you to interpret it through easier translations in English. And you wouldn't know this unless you've studied different Bibles. But other than that, I'm not knocking you. If you're reading something, then that's good. At least you're on to a path of trying to learn something. But definitely don't just go by what people tell you. Look into it for yourself. Ask questions. And then you can go further. Your pastors are not teaching you all what Revelations is. And the reason why I say that again, some of you are acting so unbelievably scared in the time you're living in. This is a time, yes, of perilous times where you need to take these times serious. We're seeing that they're stepping up their military. We've become enemies of the state in our own country, which that is not supposed to happen. It goes against everything constitutional. And this is what it is to be pretty much the precursor of what's known as a one world, new world order, Um, uh, a military or police state. This is the state or states of the United States, where we become not only more, not not only are we no longer going to be looked upon as citizens or residents of this state, we're going to be looked upon as enemies of the state. And there's a movie with Fresh Prince, I mean not Fresh Prince, but with Will Smith and Gene Hackman called Enemy of the State. You should really check that out. Came out, I think, in 98, 97. There's a lot of movies with truth in them. I could recommend all day to you all. And we could just go from there. But the truth of the matter is this. You need to be ready for what's coming. Because there are things that are unbeknownst, unexplained. That the book of Revelations will go more in detail with. Some of the book of Revelations is a little hard to decipher. Because it speaks in symbols. It speaks in allegory. It's metaphysics. And a lot of you don't like metaphors. So it's hard, not that you don't like them, but it's hard to decipher. And I speak from experience and learning this at an earlier age when I started first getting into the, the knowledge or the, 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 the secrecy of it all. Um, just what's really being said, because things can, yes, be misinterpreted in a way you and I would not even want to even have to bother into going into. But uh, no, nonetheless, definitely please, please look at Revelations because it is the groundbreaking work for what's going to help boost your awareness on a whole nother level beyond where you are right now. I promise you that. I promise you that. And if you don't already know that, you're in for a treat. And so, Revelations is the time of the revealing. It's the place of the revealing. So when you do that, and you know that, then, you know, that is what's going to bring in a whole new paradigm to you. So, I would recommend... Revelations at its finest for those of you who are interested enough. Start with chapter one. It is definitely the best book in the entire Bible. Not to show favoritism, not to be funny, 
all the other books of the Bible are important in their own way because they build you up to the point of revelations. But the reason why revelations is so important is because it's your timeline that you're living in. And it's a very mystique, mysterious, powerful book. <laughs> you know, before I even talk to you guys about the Emerald Tablets or the Gilgamesh Epics, the Enuma Elish, the creation stories, the Vedics, the pyramid texts, all these things that predate your Bible. If you just, for instance, have nothing or no interest in any of those things right now, that's fine. But the book that you call your Bible is very interesting, people. Your pastors aren't telling you what they need to. Ask them why. Ask them. Be bold. Ask them, why aren't you talking and teaching about revelations? It's what we're living in. You deserve to know this. All the questions you have about people turning against one another, the, the moons turning into blood red. Now, we heard about this during the time of Moses when he was going up against foe. But this is also in your Bible in Revelations. Michael and his angels fighting against the dragon and his serp, that old serpent you call the devil. All of that is in Revelations. The churches, the rapture. New York is referred to as Lady Liberty, right? Well, the harlot or the fallen, Babylon the fallen. Guess who that's referring to? Not only is it talking about America, as the new Babylon or the new Egypt. When you start reading Revelations and you get into chapters 18 and so forth, that's talking about New York. And I'm not here to tell you how I know that. I'm not here to tell you all of that because your pastors ought to be telling you this. Now, I'm here to tell you this because that's what we do on Fable Radio. We don't wait around. But if I can tell you this, and I, I have this knowledge, and I'm privy to it, so can you. All right? There's nothing I'm saying that none of you are not capable or able to know or find out for yourselves. You have to have what it, any of us have. You have to have drive. You have to be motivated. Pray. Doesn't Matthew chapter 7, verse 7 tell you to ask, seek, and knock? Asking it shall be given, seeking ye shall find, knocking the door shall open. And it literally spells out the word ask. If you're asking, if you're seeking, that's A-S. If you're knocking, that's K. That spells out the word ask. It, <laughs> these are hidden codes, man. These are hidden codes. So for those of you who really want to know, it's in the book of Revelations. You ought to be reading Revelations more now than you ever have in your entire life. Because it's that important. And I'm going to give you all a bonus. I said I wasn't going to do much reading or anything today. But let me go ahead and read. I'm going to read to you all. Chapter 1. And I'm only going to read. And it's not a particular reason why I'm not going to go further. It's just that I'm not here to read the whole chapter. But I guess, you know, for some of you who are really interested. I want you all to hear this. The Revelation of St. John the Divine. Chapter 1. Here it goes. This is Revelation chapter 1 verse 1. I start off reading. The Revelation of Jesus Christ. Y'all hear that? 
the revelation of Jesus Christ. That's what that is. All right. So the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave unto him to shew unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass. And he sent and signified it by his angel unto his servant, John. Now, I want you all to think about that for a second. You know, for those of you who tune into the show, grab your Bibles and just take a look at it for yourself. All right. This is what's going to propel you as well as prepare you into the next level of your awareness. And the more you read this with an open mind, the more you pray for those of you who definitely understand the power of prayer. When you go into this you start seeing the very reality that you're living in is going on right now in the book that you call Revelation. And it gets deeper. Some of it hasn't happened yet. Mark of the Beast hasn't fully taken over the entire planet. People haven't vanished completely yet or have, or, or have left yet. Not in the way that a lot of you have these preconceived notions that it's supposed to happen. You haven't experienced none of this yet where you're living in a one world government being forced, but things are already going in that direction. All right. So beware of these things. I'll read a little bit more. So let me start one more time. The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave unto him to shew unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass. These things must come to pass, fam. And he sent and signified it by his angel unto his servant, John. So Jesus is having his angel show John this, that things that are come, things that are to come to pass. Verse two, who bear record of the word of God. And of the testimony of Jesus Christ and of all things that he saw. Verse three, blessed is he that readeth and they that hear the words of this prophecy. Now you're understanding why I'm telling you to read it because it just told you blessed is he that readeth and that they who hear the words of this prophecy. That means things to come. Those of you who are reading this will be blessed. Those of you who are reading this will be better prepared. You'll have a knowledge that most people don't have. And not just because you read the Bible, but spiritually, your countenance will change. Your knowledge will change. Remember, Hosea 4, 6 says we are destroyed because we lack knowledge. Well, for those of us who read Revelations, the very testimony by John the Baptist, who's witnessing this, sent by the angel of Jesus Christ himself, because this is the book of Jesus Christ. This is the book or the revelation of Jesus Christ. This is his book talking about him and what's going on in the times of the end. So you really want to read this. If you don't read anything else, at least read chapter one. <laughs> I'll urge you to read more than that, obviously, but start slow. All right. So, yes, let me repeat verse three again. Blessed is he that readeth and they that hear the words of this prophecy and keep those things which are written therein. 
for the time is at hand. See, so we're living in the time. Some of you have asked this question. Why does it seem like a day now? Has It feels like it goes from 24 to 12 hours and less. You could be doing something and it looks like literally five hours, six hours have passed. And it's not in your head. It's not that you got busy. Literally, time has literally sped up, family, because we're living in a faster paced reality, a cycle per second. Now, I know you don't understand that a lot of you, so I'm not going to talk outside of your heads. But even in the Bible and the Revelations, it tells you this, right? But it also tells you this in Matthew and all the other four Gospels of the Bible in the New Testament, where it says that even the the days will be shortened for the elect's sake. So this is why time is so fast for you all. Time literally, not, not, not speculatively, it has literally sped up. It has increased. So now that you understand, overstand a little bit better, you realize now while time seems to pass so fast and while a lot of you feel like you hadn't had time to do nothing in a day, some of you feel lost. You feel discombobulated. You feel complacent because you don't know where the hell the day went and your bodies and you just feel like you're going through the motions. Well, this is why you're in the times of revelation. So let me repeat it again. Blessed is he that readeth and they that hear the words of this prophecy and keep those things which are written therein for the time is at hand. Now we're going into verse four, John to the seven churches, which are in Asia, grace be unto you and peace from him, which is and which was and which is to come. And from the seven spirits, which are before his throne. Now, I'm not going to read anymore because it goes deeper than that. And we can go into all of this, but we're not here to do all that. I just took a few minutes to kind of give you the first um, the first three or the first four, shall I say, verses of Revelations chapter one. But you heard me tell you, this is what's going to help your knowledge go crazy, sky high. It's going to boost you. But you got to read it with an open mind. Don't expect to read something and just get it the first time. But have the intentions and pray over it before you before you read it so that you can read with an open heart and with your spiritual eye open. Not your two eyes, but your spiritual eye, because you do have one. It's called a third eye, but we originally it's called the first eye in English. The ayin or the ayin is what it's called in the book of Genesis. When thine eye is open. Right. That's the, the eye that opens that you get the knowledge from. The spiritual knowledge comes from when your third eye opens. So I'm not here to tell you all of this. It's also in Genesis chapter 32, verse 30. The face of God is called Peniel, but they call it the pineal in English. Your pineal gland is your first eye or your third eye. A real gland It's really not a gland family. It's an organ. But anyway. I hope I've given you all a little bit of an inside track on how this stuff works. Now, ask your pastors. Don't ask them all of the stuff I just literally said because they can't tell you about the pineal gland and all that. Some of them can't. I don't know what some of them know and what they don't. But if they're teaching it based on religious tradition, if we're sticking to the traditional aspects of religion, then you need to be asking your pastors, how come you don't talk about the book of Revelations? How come we're not talking about what is to come in the time that we're living in right now? 
They're not telling you all about the mark of the beast because they don't know it. They don't even recognize it. Some of them. And if they read this book, being that they're supposed to be representations of the most high, they would be able to tell you this. Right. This is the time where we're not just waiting on one or two leaders in the church to lead. The spirit of the most high is now descended upon all of us. Read the book of uh, Joel chapter two. Right. Read the book of Acts chapter four. What does God say in the last days? I shall pour unto the daughters and sons of man, my spirit and young men shall prophesy and old men shall dream dreams. Now, you wonder why your children and why other people in the world are having visions, why they're able to be accurate a lot of times. They also use discernment, discern, test the spirits because you got a lot of false prophets. <laughs> you got a lot of antichrists out here that are out here to be countering that which the creator has given you the gift and prophesying. That's why you have to really stay in your word, man, to build yourself. Right. Because ain't that what the book of Joshua, chapter one, verses eight through nine tells you. Tells you to read the words therein in this book, to meditate on the words therein. You guys got to do this every day if you want to build yourself and fasting helps, too. But I wouldn't recommend for some of you to just start fasting like that. You need to take your fasting a little more serious, but you also need to educate yourself on what types of fasting you need to start off doing. Because if you try to call yourself water fasting and you ain't never done fasting or you're the type of person who eats a lot, you're going to have serious headaches and you might even cause health problems. So if you're going to fast, that comes from a disciplined mind. But everything in due time, you have to take steps baby steps family to do things but when those of us who fast we're more spiritually in tune because you're going beyond the mundane five senses you're going beyond the human body the flesh and you're going directly straight into yourself to tune into the spirit remember he who was in you was greater than he who was in the world the he that's being referred to was the light that shineth in every man that cometh into the world that's in both first john chapter four and saint john chapter one so for those of you who know this, this goes back to Genesis chapter two, verse seven, when he breathed into you, he meaning God, if you want to use that title, he breathed into you, his spirit and made you a living soul. So therefore, that which is within you is spiritually connected to the most high. And when you fast, you're going beyond the flesh to go to the spirit. But don't do something you're not quite ready for. Because spirit is it's, it's vast, man. It's it's, it's 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 amazing, but it's scary too for those of you who aren't ready for that. And you shouldn't be scared of. It. It's nothing to be scared of. It's just you becoming more in tune with who you've always been. Again, you're not a human having a spiritual experience. Not a, might I need to remind you, you're a spiritual being having a human experience. So on that note, family, please take these things into consideration. Don't give in to things. If you are not quite sure, but question things at a length that will help you gain knowledge and understanding. If you just go by what somebody tells you, and you don't research it for yourself. For all you know, they could be telling you a damn lie. Now, I'm not saying that people have a certain reason why they would lie, but what reasons would they not? If they're trying to protect something or keep something at bay or something from being known, they're not going to give you all of the information. So it's not so much that they lie. They may not just be telling you the whole truth. You feel me? So when you ask these preachers or pastors or 
priestess or priest of y'all's, when you go to church on these Sundays, whoever's ministering, ask them, why don't you uh, start preaching more on Revelations? And if they got a problem with it, well, that <laughs> that speaks for itself. Maybe they are scared. To, I've heard a lot of preachers say they're scared to preach Revelations because they don't want to believe. They don't want to believe in it. Now, how can you be a man of the cloth who represents God, but you don't believe in God or his word or you don't want to preach certain things in the book therein? And you just heard me read in verse three to those who read of, or they're the ones that's blessed. For those who read this prophecy, they will be blessed. So for those pastors who don't want to read the book of Jesus or God, if you will, well, they can't find much blessings to come upon them and they represent him as a representative. And this is why Hosea 4, 6, I should read that to you because those pastors who tell you they don't like to read revelations or don't want to teach revelations, it wouldn't be in the Bible if God didn't want him to teach it. But if they don't want to read it and they wonder why their blessings don't come in full, because it just said whoever reads this book will be blessed. You heard me read it. Well, this is the reason why Hosea 4, 6 will make even more sense. Not just because of knowledge, right? But God is not going to allow you to be a priest unto him, which means he's not going to represent you. He doesn't want you representing him. That's what Hosea 4, 6 tells you. For those of you who lack the knowledge, you're going to be destroyed because you don't want to do what the creator has told you to do. And if you do what he says, you'll be blessed. I just told you. I just gave you a message, right? So let's read Hosea 4, 6. Let me turn to it real quick. And I will show you why so-called pastors don't get far. When they don't do what the word of God has told them to do. So let's go into it, shall we? All right. Hosea 4. Chapter 4, verse 6. I'm going to read the whole thing. and You'll know why for those preachers and pastors who don't like to read it. This is why God can't possibly be allowing them to represent him. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge because thou has rejected knowledge. I will also reject thee that thou shalt be no priest to me. Did y'all hear what I just said? So for those preachers, again, who don't want to read to you all revelations to be blessed in the, in the, in the, in the prophecy, for those who refuse to read and be blessed. They have no business being preachers unto you or a representative of God. Let me read it again. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because thou hast rejected knowledge, I will also reject thee. So God's telling you he will reject you because you do not wish to know him. That thou shalt be no priest to me seeing thou hast forgotten the law of thy God I will also forget thy children now a lot of you saying well that has a lot to do with all of us of course it does but I'm telling you specifically it said priest how can you be out here preaching the word of God 
other than not trying to go along with what the word is saying. I get it. But how can you be out here scared to read Revelations when that's the time of the revealing? That's a secret book. That's the book of secrets. They're letting you in on what's going to happen. So if you want to be a prophet, you want to prophesy. Just look at what's going on in your reality right now and compare it to Revelations and see if it's not happening. And compare everything else that the Bible has said and see if it hasn't happened. And if it has, whether it's predictive programming, whether it's a, it's a, a people running a script trying to make it happen, doesn't matter. It's happening. Doesn't matter if it's premonition. Doesn't matter if it's precognition. It doesn't matter if it's pro- predictive programming. Doesn't matter if it's purposely being done that way to make it look like prophecy. The fact is, it's happening. And, um, well, you heard it for yourself. You heard it for yourself. So if you keep reading it, family, you'll get more information. But let me just emphasize to you all one more time that Revelations chapter 1 says, Blessed is he that readeth, and that they that hear the words, that hear the words of this prophecy. And keep those things which are written therein for the time is at hand. Which means whatever you're reading in this prophecy, not only will you be blessed, but if you keep it in mind, the things that are being said that are coming for the time is at hand, you will be blessed because you will have a knowledge that was not rejected. Therefore, you have the prophecy being instilled in you. So as long as you remember it and you keep reading, you'll be blessed. Because if you don't read that, you don't keep that in mind that's being spoken of, you can't preach. You can't be a priest because you rejected the knowledge that's going to destroy you. Knowledge is power, family. Those who have a knowing have a way out. Those that don't well, they'll get caught in the middle of it all. Now, there's a difference in ignorance because those who don't know any better can't be judged for things they don't know. But those who do know better, well, when you know better, you do better. And if you decide to still withhold that information or not acknowledge it, you'll be destroyed. It's just that simple. Now, there's no shades of gray. There's no lines of in between. You'll be destroyed. Plain and simple. So I hope that this has been enough for you all. We're going to cut it short. Well, it's not short. Our time is up today. (laughs) We're going to cut this topic short. And um, just, uh, you know, this is the things that I've noticed, family. Uh, Like I said, this was a bonus because I didn't plan on going into Revelations and reading it. But I gave you the first four um, verses in chapter one. Enough for you all to find it interesting enough to look into it for yourself and to question your pastors. And why they're sitting there hooping and hollering on church Sundays and talking about things that sound deep, but really aren't deep at all. Things that have nothing to do with what's going on in the time we're living in. Because either A, they don't know their damn self, or B, they just refuse to teach this this particular book, which is probably the most, if not the most important book of all. Because it's relating to us in the now of our timeline. And therefore, I feel like things that are relevant for us now... If God took his time to make it known to us from futures past, as I would like to say, like an X-Man movie, in the past, it was talking about the future. In other words, 
then we need to take the time to read it. And if you can take time out to be on Facebook, sharing a bunch of bullshit, gossiping, worrying about what somebody said, what somebody wore, what somebody's storyline looks like. If you can take time to put a thousand and two thousand pictures of yourself becoming lovers of yourselves rather than lovers of the most high. Second Timothy tells us in chapter three. If you have time to do all of that, take heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. And you got time to read the book of Revelations. You make time where there is no time. Time has already been shortened for you. So you don't got all that much time. Remember, verse three says the time is at hand. That's now. What the hell are you waiting on? Tomorrow? Tomorrow may not even get here. You may not see it. So why not take the time out now to take some time out of whatever you're doing and give the creator that time? You ain't got to read the whole thing. Read it in segments. Read a chapter a day. Just dedicate yourself to it. Make it an exercise. Because this ain't just about physiologically or psychologically making yourself better. This is about your so-called spiritual salvation. And I say so-called because a lot of you don't take it serious enough. That's why I say so-called. I was being sarcastic to you because, like I said, I'm not religious family. But that don't mean that I still don't stay in the word. See, if you really must know, Yahshua wasn't religious either. That's all based on man's tradition. Then the seeing councilmen, they created religion. Man created religion, not Christ. Get it right. All right. So therefore, you need to show yourselves approved by studying. That's also in your Bible. <laughs> anyway, you already know who it is, what it is, how we do it and why. I'm your boy, Jerry. Read it all. I bid you all farewell. I hope you all take good care of yourself. Very much so. Definitely take good care of yourself and don't be out here doing things that's crazy. Like my grandpa used to say the past this year, he said, don't drink nothing strong. Don't do no wrong. Don't forget to pray and have a nice day. And that's real talk. Also, I want to thank you all for those of you who are donating still. Please keep donating. We definitely appreciate every bit of what you're doing, taking out of your day and your time. I know times are of the essence and really rough right now for a lot of us. Uh, people out of jobs and it's hard enough as it is just trying to make ends meet and take care of ourselves and our families. Whatever you can donate will be a blessing to Favorite Radio. You are a part of the Favorite Radio community and the family. Without you, there's no us. And whatever you're doing, we'd be more than happy to give you a shout out if you don't mind. Uh, therefore, please donate, family. We really, really want to make things happen. The only way to do it is to put in and to work together. I'm your boy, Jay Reed it all. You already know what it is. Y'all stay blessed. I'm signing off. And on that note, peace and namaste. and blessings family it's your boy jay rated all and you are tuning in the favorite radio we are giving a very special shout out to a beautiful divine queen you all know her dna veasley definitely support this sister she is bad like that and definitely support her new podcast which is called dna lifestyle talks yes that's right 
She has her own podcast show. And she will also be co-hosting from time to time on Pharaoh Radio with your boy, Jay Read It All. She brings a lot of energy, wisdom, and experience to the table family. This sister does a little bit of everything. And we're just getting in the beginning of what she does. She's also a financial teacher of investments, cryptocurrencies, and many, many other things. She also has her own websites. So you can buy natural products, herbs, oils, lotions, and much, much more. You can definitely tune in to DNA Veasley at DNA Veasley at Instagram. You can also tune in to her as Lady V's. That's L-A-D-Y-V-E-A-Z. You can also get with her on DNA V's. That's D-N-A-V-E-A-Z at Instagram. She has many other names. DNA Duchess. Check her out. D-N-A-D-U-C-H-E-S-S. The sister is bad like that. She's beautiful and she's doing many works for so many communities. She's also a minister. And she does much spiritual work, family. You can definitely tune in to her on Favorite Radio, where me and her do discuss many different topics. And again, family, this is just the beginning. We want to give our sister a special shout out and thank her for all that she does in the communities and globally. On that note, I'm your boy, J. Rated R. You're tuning in to Fable Radio. As always, stay blessed. I'm out. Peace and namaste.